Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. There's a small change happening to some sports teams' uniforms, which could make a big difference in reality. Both the Ireland's women's rugby team and Kerry LGFA have announced that they'll be making the move to darker coloured shorts for their women's teams to alleviate player concerns about wearing traditional white shorts when they have their periods. Anna Geary is a former GAA superstar with four All-Ireland medals to her name and she's on the line now. Hello, Anna. Hello, how are you doing, Dermot? Thank you very much for the introduction. I'm delighted to be on with you today. Yeah. Superstar, lo- I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Deservedly so. That. Well, listen, in fairness, it is true. You know, you're all over the telly. I know you've got new TV projects coming on the line, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But let's focus on this, because I guess, you know, as men, it's not something that is, uh, is uh, particularly on our radar day to day. But as we suggested there a couple of minutes ago, some small change like this can have a big impact, particularly on younger female players who may be um, a little bit uncomfortable and end up leaving the sport due to something that is actually very easily rectified. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's an extremely significant move. I mean, both by Kerry and the Irish rugby, but again... We are really, we were starting to see rumblings and hear rumblings about this over, I suppose, the, the last year or two. So, like, even during last summer's Euros, some of the English players raised this concern. And now the FA is in negotiations about, we'll say, the World Cup for next year, but changing mm. the colour of shorts. And the likes of Man City, West Brom, they've changed the, the colour of their shorts. Even, I think, clubs like Fox Rock, Cavantili as well in Dublin have made the move. So, that's brilliant to see. Because it's, it is, like you said, I suppose, it's it's anything to alleviate player concerns. When you're, I suppose, when you're a player in any sport, at any age, male or female, you know, you're trying to focus on optimising your performance. So if there's anything that might create worry and inhibit that performance, well, then, as you said, it's just it's, when it's easily rectifiable, that's what you need to do. I think particularly when it comes to women. We've all heard about the dropout rates. We've all heard about, you know, how we need to keep young girls in sport. And particularly the dropout rates with teenagers is, is the highest across the board. Yeah. But anything that's a barrier in sport, it needs to be focused on. Well, how, how do we remove the barrier? And it's brilliant because I remember speaking to a club about this about two years ago and they were trying to get the white shorts um, changed to a darker colour. And they were being met with resistance from the top committee, most of which, unfortunately, were men because they said, but they're the colours we've always had in the club. Mm. We can't change the colours. I but mean, is, is that it? Like, because I'm just thinking back to, if you look at any football teams, premiership football teams, Man United mm-hmm. play in, in, as an example, playing black shorts. Well, they but, have an option. No, their, their main kit is red red top mm-hmm. and white, white shorts. Yeah, but they, yeah. they do yeah. have occasions where they wear black shorts well, and exactly. a lot of teams do. Totally. But I, I don't, I mean, is it really this, I guess I'm thinking like, why hasn't this happened before? And is it really just that people going, well, no, that's the colour of the shorts and tough? Yeah, well, it's tradition and we're big in tradition and sport. And I suppose like that, that's the way it's always been done is often the mentality because Mm. people resist change. They don't like change. But the reality is we do need to remove barriers because it's an opportunity cost everything. And okay, yes, you might be changing the colours of a club or a team. But if that means that more people will take part in the sport, well, then that's very much, uh, I suppose, a welcome change. And like I even, I was curious to see what the, I suppose the, the, the talk would be like in social media. Yeah. And, you know, we all jump to social media when you hear these um, announcements. And there was a lot of, I mean, especially dads and coaches saying, this is brilliant, this is excellent, you know, because I know this is a, a concern of girls. But then there was also people coming out saying things like, 
but sure those shorts don't even match the jersey. <laughs> and then there was other people saying things like that's too much information. Because again, even even the fact, Jeremy, that you said the word period, a few years ago, that would not like even my younger self, the thoughts of coming on national radio openly talking about periods I'd have dug a hole and jumped into it <laughs> yeah no because it, it, it's we, just not a conversation that we spoke about but it's so important it is and you know we need to normalise it because this is physiology this is as normal as, as coughing and sleeping that's, and, you know. that's the key point and also isn't it true and I mean again Dermot and I have never had a period so we don't know but isn't it true that your body changes during the cycle of your period and you can actually be more prone to injury when you know when you're at a different period a different point in the period cycle so that yes, I, as a coach for example i coach under nine girls right so at the moment this mm-hmm. isn't really an issue but I certainly if i continue with this team and my daughter's team and continue going through and coaching them through in their teenage years these are things i'll need to know as a coach and that is it's so important that you're saying that because that's exactly it this isn't just a women's issue if you're a dad and you have daughters that play sport if you are a male coach and we have thankfully so many of them in Ireland you need to be aware of this to normalise the conversation if you're a strength and conditioning coach you need to talk to the women or the girls that you're training and you also need to be aware like you said and rightly so at different times of a cycle there's things that you need to be aware of whether it's plyometric movements whether it's even concentration levels or like you are more likely to do your ACL at certain times of your cycle so I suppose educating ourselves around this because there is a physiological element to this and that women are different to men you know mm-hmm. years ago when it came to sport we were treated as small men and even in research we were seen as small men which you know we're absolutely not no. because a lot of different things go on in our bodies so I think the fact that this is all happening now and people are more willing to accept that this is something that we can no longer ignore and it's ways to make it easier but I, I would say in, in, I suppose this and obviously it's, this is brilliant this is a barrier being removed for, for younger girls and women but I also think there's things that we can do um, from a men's point of view and even younger men's point of view to help them and retain them in sport like I would question sometimes the tight fitting jerseys that you would often see in sport I mean some of them are so tight yeah. I don't even know how they put them on over their heads and you know if if you are of a particular physique when you're younger you may not feel comfortable putting on those types of jerseys so that perhaps is a barrier that needs to be looked at are younger boys comfortable wearing those kind of and some of the jerseys now are extremely tight yeah I had that exact experience um, coaching under 10 boys because I coach coach all the time coach girls and boys don't start for days it's all soccer Anna um, but anyway uh, one, one of the players on one of the teams at under 10's level asked for an extra large jersey because he was just a bigger fella and even the extra large jersey wasn't fitting him right and he just didn't turn up for a couple of games and I pulled his mum aside and asked him asked her why and she said that she just said look he just doesn't like wearing he'll go to training all the time because he could wear his own jersey but when it came to the match he wouldn't do it so we had to go up a couple of age groups get a jersey off another team that were happy to give it to us whatever and he came back and he played all the time he was really comfortable but it's so important for those things What, whatever the gender whatever the issue as you said it's removing the barriers that make people go I'm not going to do that because of something simple like whatever about if you just fall out of love with the sport or you find something else you want to do I, I can take that but if you're not doing a sport just because there's something really simple that can be changed it's so frustrating particularly when it's something like gear that can be changed and like yeah. we all we all know that all the time the physical activity and the benefits of it are being harped, harped on but if we're saying one thing and doing another well then you know we're not going to make progress and we need more younger people in sport and it's easier when you're younger to play a sport whether it's an individual or a team sport to get your physical exercise requirements in 
So, you know, if there are things that we can do, well, then we just need to do them. Forget tradition, forget all that. It's like, mm. What can we make? How can we make it easier for younger people and and older people to enjoy sports. So it's it's brilliant to see. And like, you know, hopefully now a lot of teams will adopt it. And even like you said, if, you know, if it's a discussion at least that's happening in clubs and teams, would you like this to happen? You know, that's a big start because we're, we're normalising conversations around it. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Here, here. I never had to wear younger sh- uh, white shorts when I was younger, but I know people that did and, mm. and, and they dreaded it. Mm. Uh, before you go, we want to talk about all the things that you're up to uh, mm. off the pitch or off talking about the pitch. Um, you obviously came second in this year's Ireland's Fittest Families. Um, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> There's a competitive edge right there. Yeah. You came second. We don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Never happened. But you got a new Never TV happened. project coming on. Love in the country. When are we going to get to see this yeah. dating show? So we're in the middle of actually recording at the moment and it's due to air in around April and May time. So it's very exciting. So like the basic premise of the show is that it is focusing on the challenges that people have in rural Ireland to meet people, um, usually due to ge- geographical uh, location. Mm. And if they have businesses that tie them to that area well then they're they're kind of stuck so you know and it's going back to the older way actually of doing things you write a letter so it's you know and i think it's a it's a real special experience to, to sit down and write a letter a lot of people don't know how to write letters anymore. Yeah. people were even saying that the last time they wrote a letter was in their leaving cert so you had to write a letter to whichever one of, of the rural singletons took your fancy and you spoke about your interests and your likes and maybe why they stood out to you and then they had all their letters to choose from and they're currently whittling it down now to, to pick their people so that they'll go on a series of mini dates and then they'll, they'll whittle that down again to a few people they'd like to spend time with in their home in their home location. Oh, whether, they run, yeah, yeah. whether they run a cafe or a pub. The or place a they're tied to, yeah. Yes, so it's lovely, and it's I think, and it's a tried and tested method, which is brilliant. Like this is a format that's actually um, all over the world, brilliant, and it's coming to Ireland for the first time. Five hundred babies have come out of this show thus far. <laughs> wow, so it's a format that's, that it's that a works. village, <laughs> and that's just since Anna's been involved at the start of this. No, uh, <laughs> Anna Geary, thank you so much for talking to us. You can follow at Anna G Cork on Instagram if you want to stay up to date with everything Anna's doing. Thanks for chatting to us today. It's a pleasure as always, guys. Take Talk care. to you later. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from. 9 9am. Today!